is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen. He is risen indeed. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to the disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to, him, to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The word of the Lord. Well, good morning, everybody. It's so great to see you. So great to have you here. And if you're visiting with us, I'm just absolutely thrilled that you're here with us today because I believe that God has something for you today. I believe that he has a special blessing planned for you today. So it's good that you are here today. You just heard a story an incredible story, a story about arguably the most famous and influential person who ever lived, Jesus Christ. Jesus is risen from the dead, the Easter story. Now to us, rather we are devoted followers of Christ or rather, we're here today simply because someone we know, a friend or a family member invited us. And the only thing that we're thinking about right now is that delicious meal that we're going to share together later this afternoon. That's all right. That's all right because we can all agree that we know what happened at the end of this story. Jesus raises from the dead. Jesus is raised from the dead. On Friday, he was nailed to the cross. He was buried. And on Sunday, he rose again. That is the Easter story. It was a Sunday like no other Sunday. It was a Sunday that would have been inconceivable on Friday. Think about that Friday where Jesus was put to death. 
Think about that Friday. The day Jesus was mocked. The day he was beaten. The day he was crucified. Some of his friends, his disciples, witnessed the agony that Jesus went through on that cross. They witnessed the agony. Others ran and hid because they thought in terror what happened to him may happen to us next. All of them were heartbroken. All of them were confused. The man who promised hope The man who promised a new world order where the last would be first and where mercy and justice would flow like water. The man who promised eternal life was dead, crucified like a common criminal. That was Friday. How was your Friday? Your Friday could not have been that bad. Your Friday could not have been that bad. But I bet that it wasn't perfect either. My guess is that there were some mundane moments in your Friday. It may have involved getting the kids ready and out the door. It may have involved your commute. It may have involved waiting in line at Starbucks for that morning fix. Maybe there were some better parts to your Friday. It may have involved that phone call from that good friend of yours. Or that joke that somebody told you that you're still laughing about. Maybe it involved some darker moments as well that health condition that doesn't seem to go away and which seems there are no solutions for. That relationship that you keep thinking about that seems irrevocably broken. We all go through Fridays. Even if you tuned into the news on Friday... The world news, it may have left you in total despair, Democrat or Republican. Total despair. We all go through Fridays. Your average day, be it Friday or Thursday or Monday or Tuesday, couldn't have been as bad as the Friday that the disciples endured as they watched Jesus die. But in our complicated lives, and they are complicated, you may be asking yourself some questions. What is this life all about? Is there more to life than this? Where is this all going? And like Jesus' first followers and the followers that came after him, the answer to those profound 
questions came on Easter. When Jesus got up, folded up his grave clothes, and walked out of that tomb. On that resurrection Sunday, there was no doubt that Jesus Christ was, in fact, the Son of God. That did not mean that we would not have Fridays. That did not mean that our Fridays would go away. But what it does mean is that we also have Sunday. We also have Sunday. We have hope, we have meaning, we have Easter, and Easter changes everything. Easter changes everything. Sociologist and pastor Tony Campolo tells a story of when he was a young pastor. He had just started out preaching in an urban church in Philadelphia. He said that the church that he was part of was very unique when you were preaching in that church. It was an interactive experience. If you were doing well, people would let you know. If you weren't doing well, people would let you know. He said on one of those early Sundays, he was preaching. And it wasn't going well. About 10 minutes into his message, a woman from the very back pew stood up and said, Lord, help him. Help him, Lord. Which only confirmed what Tony already knew. Years later in that same church, Tony would gather together with pastor friends of his And they would do what they called a preaching competition. All the preachers would get together, and the goal was to outdo the other preachers, although they would never say that. They would say that they are doing it for the glory of God. (laughs) During one of these preaching competitions, Tony got up, and he started to preach. And it was going well. With every amen, with every hallelujah, with every preach it, brother, the enthusiasm was growing. The excitement was mounting. He knew he was killing it. And when he finished, the whole congregation stood up and applauded. And Tony, proud, content, he strutted over sat down next to an old pastor, an old pastor that was up next. And he leaned in and he whispered, top that. (laughs) The old pastor smiled, looked at Tony, grabbed a hold of his knee, and he said, you did good, boy. You did real good, boy. Now watch and learn. (laughs) The old pastor got up. He made his way to the podium. And he started to preach. It was slow at first, calm and collected. 
The sermon was based on one recurring refrain. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday, but Sunday's a-coming. Let me give you a small taste of that sermon. It's Friday. Jesus is praying. Peter is asleep. Judas is betraying. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Jesus is beaten and mocked and spit upon. But it's Friday, and Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The Roman soldiers drive nails into the hands and into the feet of my Lord. And Jesus cries out, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. It's Friday. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The sky grows dark. The earth begins to tremble. He who knew no sin becomes sin for the world. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday. God, our holy God, pours out his wrath on a perfect sacrificial lamb. And Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Jesus is hanging on that cross. Heaven is weeping and hell is dancing because they don't know that it's Friday. But Sunday's coming. The old pastor finished his sermon by yelling out, it's Friday. (laughs) And the congregation said, but Sunday's coming. Aren't those amazing words? It almost makes me feel sad and sorry for Tony. He thought he was doing so well. He thought he'd done so, he thought he had that competition. But Tony didn't feel sorry. Tony didn't feel sad because he knew when he heard that sermon. He knew how profound those words were. He knew that everybody has Friday. But Christians have Sunday. Everybody has Friday, but Christians have Sunday. Easter changes everything. Through Christ, we can live like it's Sunday every day. Through Christ, we have hope. Through Christ, our lives have meaning. There's a woman from our church who comes from a family of defiant atheists. That's how she describes them. Defiant atheists. Her father came from a Jewish background. Her mother was raised Catholic. And the one thing that they had in common was a disdain for organized religion. If anyone should ever 
speak of their faith or their love for the Lord. That woman's family would mock them and ridicule them and put them down. And yet, for this woman, the Lord was calling her and kept calling and kept calling. And when she was in her 20s and she was finally on her own, she left that house and she embraced a, a, a relationship with Jesus with all her heart, soul, mind, and strength. Her family was perplexed. They couldn't believe that she did that. But they all loved each other and they continued to be close. But you know, this woman never stopped trying to show her family the joy and the peace that comes from being a Christian, from having a relationship with Jesus. She never stopped trying to show them that Sunday was at the core of her being. When someone in the family had a series of Fridays, or when she had a season in her life that was all Friday, she would frame it for her family as a Christian. For instance, the woman that I'm talking about, her life was rocked when her husband left her when she was pregnant with her fourth child. I'm not going to tell you that it was all sunshine and rainbows for her in the way that she handled it. It wasn't. But what she did do in those trying times is she looked to Scripture for hope and strength. She remembered at a family gathering how her mother started ranting about her horrible ex-husband and talking about how wretched men were in general. And all the kids started to cry. Arguing erupted, and the woman held up her hand to quiet. And as everyone quieted down and looked at her, she quoted a passage from the book of James where James says we should rejoice in our trials. And in our hardships, because God uses those trials to transform us, to change us from the inside out, to help us to become better, softer people who can help other people who are going through the same types of challenges that we are going through. There was a stunned silence, even from the kids. She was flooded in that moment with peace that she couldn't explain. Someone with a Friday heart would have felt hurt and anger and despair. But she felt peace. I emailed her about this experience. I told her about this sermon. I told her that I wanted to incorporate her story into my sermon. And she wrote me back, and this is what she said. Without my faith, I think that whole period would have wrecked me forever. I was alone with four kids. I had very little money. I was embarrassed that my my husband had chosen another woman over me. I had to publicly admit 
that the perfect family that I was presenting to the world was all a lie. It was awful. I cried a lot. I could have been bitter or hateful or cynical, and yet my faith in Christ allowed me to see that God was using my story to change my character, my oversized pride, my shortage of mercy for others. God used my Friday to repair those deficits. And I survived them because my faith. I believed and I sensed that the Lord was saying, if you just hold on tight, if you just lean in, if you just trust me, while it may be Friday, Sunday is coming. I would not only feel hope again. I would feel joy, abundant joy. At every horrible turn, I opened my Bible for guidance, and when I wanted to hate, I chose to love. When I felt sorry for myself, I started looking for things to be grateful for, and I rejoiced and I praised God for them. When I wanted to indulge my worst instincts, I chose to help others who are hurting instead. I wouldn't want anyone to go through the things that I had to endure. But I want everyone to know that my Friday was defeated by my Sunday. My Friday was defeated by my Sunday. Do you love that? Oh my gosh. My Friday was defeated by my Sunday. Do you know that is a summary of the Christian faith in seven words? That is a summary of the Christian faith in seven words. My Friday was defeated by my Sunday. The woman I'm describing is now 18 years into a beautiful, happy second marriage. And all four of her children love the Lord. When I think about her story and I think about her, I'm reminded of the kind of God that we serve. A God who is all-powerful. A God who says, my grace is sufficient for you. And my mercies are new every morning. Every morning. My friend has had her share of Fridays since then. Some of them have been heartbreaking. But when it's Friday, she knows that Sunday is coming. And that's what Easter means for all of us. If you're here today and it feels like Friday, you need to know that today is Sunday. And not just any Sunday. Today is Resurrection Sunday. We love and serve a God that is all-powerful. And scripture tells us that the same power that raised Jesus from the grave is within us now. It is available to us today, here and now. Victory is at hand. Everybody has Fridays. But we have Sundays. I don't know about you, but I've had enough Fridays in my life. 
Have you had enough Fridays in your life? Would you like to shove those Fridays aside and move on to Sunday? Look up, because today is Sunday. Today is Sunday, and every other day going forward, that's what the Bible tells us. That's the story of the Bible. You might say, oh, hold on, James. How can you say that that's the story of the Bible? The Bible consists of 66 books written by 40-some authors over 2,500-plus years. But get this, people. All of those words, all of those stories point to one story One message, and that is God's redeeming love for you and me. Everything, Old Testament, New Testament, it all points to God's love for you and me. The Bible is a love story. It's a love story from beginning to end. God created you. He loves you. He loves you so much That he went and gave you free will so that you could choose to love him if you want. And you went and messed it up, didn't you? We all did. And you know what? God knew that we would. And that is why he sent Jesus. To pay the price for the sins that we have committed so that we could be free from the chains of sin and death. He knew that was going to happen. Think of the story that I told you about my friend. You may have come from a family that does not believe. You may have your doubts. You may be sitting here right now shaking your head saying, oh, my gosh. I don't know. This is a little bit much for me. That's okay. That's okay. We all have doubts. Even some of Jesus' disciples had doubts. You may say, but my entire life has been a series of one Friday after another. All Fridays. It doesn't matter. Because it's not Friday anymore. It's Sunday. All you need to do is ask God to change you from the inside out. As he changes you from the inside out, your circumstances will begin to change as well. Everything will look different. It may be Friday, but Sunday's coming for you. Can I ask you to be bold? In our culture, a lot of people think about faith as being a very private thing. We don't talk about it, and we don't share our faith at work or at school. You know, because we don't want to ruffle feathers. We don't want anyone to feel awkward or uncomfortable. But in Matthew 10, 32, it says, Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. This is a call to get up and take a stand for what you believe. Not just internally, but for everyone else to see as well. If you'd like to acknowledge Jesus as your Savior today, or even if Jesus already is your Lord and Savior, but if you're looking at your life, you're seeing a whole lot of Friday. 
and you'd like to experience more of Sunday, I believe God wants that for you today. Today is Resurrection Sunday for all of us. I would like to invite you to get up and come forward. I've never done an altar call in this church in my entire life, but I feel as though God is prompting me to challenge you to get up and make a statement, to put a stake in the ground and say, this is what I believe. As for me and my family, I will, we will serve the Lord. And so I would like for the prayer ministry and part of the choir and anybody else that's willing to pray with any of you to come up here along the front. And what I would like for you to do is just stand up and come down. You may not even be able to fit. And if you want to pray with someone in person, that is wonderful. I encourage you to do that. If you don't want to pray with anybody, that's okay too. You can make it just between you and God. And the worship team is going to play and worship. And we're going to pray for you. And I believe that the Lord has something for you and that he will bless your willingness to make a stand today. In a few minutes, after we worship and we have the opportunity to pray, I'm going to come back up and I'm going to pray a blessing over all of you. And then we're going to wrap this service up. But don't forget this. Everyone has Fridays. But Christians have Sunday. So let's celebrate that now. Come forward when you're ready.